0: In the year 2017, two complete strangers with flex time on their hands meet at a Simpsons trivia night outside of Boston. Together with their powers, they created the Frosted Side Podcast. Their mission... These two hosts join forces with the guest to review an episode of their favorite cartoon, as well as a cereal chosen by the guests themselves, and eat it on air. Radical! Your mission as listener is simple. Okay. Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the TV, but not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, because here comes the frosted side, with the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Lindquist. Hey, and welcome to the Prospect Side. I am Dave Morrison alongside Dave Lindquist. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave Lindquist. So I have a confession to make. Uh, Cancel your plans, any plans that you made on November 14th. You're going to be going with me to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Ooh, I like Portsmouth. I you like say. Portsmouth? Do you like the Book and Bar Cafe? We
1: well, I haven't been in there.
0: Oh, yeah. Tell well, me about the Book and Bar. Well, uh, you'll find out. You'll go inside. There's beer, there's coffee, there's books, and there's great stand-up comedy, including my friend Keith Scott, uh, who I've been working some shows with this past year, and I was able to sit down and chat with him not too long ago about his pick of a cartoon and cereal. And he picked, even though it was Saturday night on SNCC, he picked Hey Arnold, and the episode was What's Opera, Arnold? And he had me try Honey Nut Cheerios, and that is my Non-vegan cat for 2022.
1: Okay. I uh, One. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to see if you died eating Honey Nut Cheerios or not. You're apparently alive, so you got to hear what happened with the nut part of that. All righty. Uh, two. I'm jealous on the Hey Arnold part because I'm jealous of Hey Arnold in general in that. Oh, I probably shouldn't say this. She's going to get mad at me when she hears this and she listens to our episodes. She's going to get mad anyway, uh, so just say it. As a child, my wife had a crush on Arnold from Hey Arnold.
0: (laughs) And uh, Jess, you're embarrassed about that. Why?
1: No, no, she's probably not.
0: No, she's not. I used to have a crush on Moki Fraggle.
1: Oh, that's a good one, too. You can't marry Fraggles. You can't
0: (laughs) marry Muppets.
1: You can't. You
0: can't marry a Muppet. Oh, So Keith has good picks. I like those. And Keith is a very funny comic. We started working together this past year at the Winter Circle up in Salisbury, Mass. And uh, we've been friends ever since. And he's a great young kid who's new to the game. And it was great of him and his girlfriend to invite us up to his home in New Hampshire, actually he lives in Dover, New Hampshire. And uh, well, I say us, but you weren't there. You were there in spirit. And I was able to travel up to the seacoast and chat with my friend Keith Keith Scott and his uh, girlfriend, Lindsay.
1: I am so excited to be listening to this with the rest of our listeners. Like, what a novel thing. Let's go. The
0: Frosted Side with my friend Keith Scott. But well, here we go. But well, here we go. <laughs> Arnold. Arnold! We are speaking with Keith Scott, who is a comic and trivia host here on the New Hampshire Seacoast and in the Merrimack Valley. How can people find you? Do you have a website or do you have anything going on besides the beard?
1: <laughs> besides the beard that I just shaved off. <laughs> um, no, I, I have, as far as right now, I have Facebook, but I should really venture out on having a website and uh, some other platforms for people to get back to me because I'd really get to be more active on doing different um, different places to really perform my skills
0: do you have an upcoming show you want to promote
1: that'd be perfect so there's a place called cars pub in dover new hampshire and there's trivia every tuesday night at 7:30, and you'll find yours truly hosting and it's very unique because you're gonna win even if you don't get the questions right
0: <laughs> ooh prizes <laughs> gift there, cards
1: uh well yes so there we have a raffle every three rounds so we have 31 questions and you get um, and i pull three different red tickets and if you're one of those lucky red tickets you can get um, a hoodie or a shirt you know some really good gifts out there
0: when well, i do trivia now because you and i are in the same boat we right. met at the winner's circle in salisbury massachusetts uh ironically we didn't do a set this week either or and i don't Think you've done a set there in a long time. Uh, I was there last week for the first time. I obviously had a toe injury that kept me out of work and doing things. But uh, you've been really taking trivia hosting very, very seriously.
1: Yeah, I have. I've never done it before. It was completely new. Um, thankfully, interesting. It was stand-up that got me to go into trivia hosting. So a while back, I hosted a comedy open mic. It was a bar. I'm not going to say which bar because they don't want me to. Okay. But I hosted. I hosted a comedy mic and. In- People like you and I had come up first-timers, they'd come up, I'd give them 15 minutes, however. And this guy said he loved it, and I didn't really talk to him much after, so, okay. Fast forward a few months, I get a Facebook message from him saying, hey, would you be interested in doing trivia? I said, well, yeah, just sign me in, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, so I go to the owner and the guy who runs it, and he goes, so you host, you ran a comedy open mic? I said, I did. He's like, well, you got the job. So I'm like, okay. He goes, all you really got to do is use your charisma and press a button. And uh, yeah, you're Your <laughs> charisma. Art. Use your charisma and press a button. Can you do this? I said yes. And we shook hands and, and I showed up a couple nights out. You
0: have lots of charisma, young man. I appreciate it. You're that. going places.
1: Also, I do have a show coming up in Portsmouth. Ooh. At a place called Book and Bar. Which is book actually, and Bar? It's relative. It's actually pretty popular there to find the dress. It's every second month. It's every second Monday. I'll make
0: sure you put yeah. in the right address. <laughs> I
1: love it. I'm doing so great right now. All right. So it's going to be on the 14th.
0: The 14th. 14th. Of November?
1: Of November. Yep. It's going to be next month. That's right.
0: November. That's right. We're past October 14th. Hopefully we'll have this out just in time for you to promote your show. Actually, I think we will
1: that would be perfect oh yeah <laughs> I could use all the help I can get No, you know, you
0: know, our, our show is spread out sporadically because you know obviously my friend who who's not here Dave Lindquist and uh, myself we both have uh, have a lot going on this year Dave has his two kids and he's got his job me I'm like working during the day hosting and uh, I do my trivia uh, doing that tomorrow at the time that we are recording this I'm going to be in Burlington Massachusetts now here's the thing about trivia the way that you award points and I think the guy who I work for, Dan, he, he, he was a little tough on the awarding of the points because we had a grandma category and sure. <laughs> named the grandma he didn't want the actor who played the grandma so uh, there was one, uh, the grandma uh, Mrs. Bluth from uh, Jessica Walter's character on Arrested Development Right. Uh, he didn't want Jessica Walter I would have given him extra credit for that. Yeah. If your answers are so outrageous, I mean I'm not going to obviously award you points. I mean, maybe I will, Je- depending on time, depending. I'm one of the more generous judges. I'm uh judge's hosts, I should say the only cheating you can do is within your head, but I'm pretty sure that people use their phones all the time. I mean, have you actually ever had to disqualify somebody for doing something like that or just looking at their phone and go over and it'd be like oh that that's that's my grandmother so
1: <laughs> so it's cool about. i just I do, walk away embarrassed it's cool about where i do it is it's already on your phone so the trivia platform you sign on a website and it goes right to your phone so everybody's already on their phones to begin with but i'm one of those relaxed guys where i'm like hey it's a tuesday night people let's have some fun all right like i get you can be competitive and fun at the same time i mean this is a perfect job for a comedian because We want the center of attention, (laughs) right? We're we're giving out points, and I don't know, I'm I'm not an egomaniac, but I like being like, hey, that's an awful way to spell that. I'm not sure if I want to give you the points.
0: You have to forgive Americans, though. They don't know how to spell properly, amongst other things.
1: And I like how some of them add, add a dude too. So like, I'll get an answer. I'll be like, oh, it's obviously New York. I'm like, well, no, it's not obviously New York. It's just New York. <laughs> I can disqualify that.
0: Have you ever gotten those answers where it's like, you just feel empathy for them? Like, is that a D or a B or is it an upside down P? Like, what letter is that in the English language dictionary?
1: <laughs> right. Well, thank, thankfully, probably about half the questions I produce are multiple choice. So I don't have to, I can take a break from worrying about spelling mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, um, <laughs> so, and it's pretty hard to, um, dispute because of course you get disputers and mm-hmm, it's hard mm-hmm. to dispute a multiple choice question. Right. Like, no, you have one fourth of a chance getting that right.
0: So you guys actually do multiple choice, which is really weird because we don't do that when I host trivia. So when I, so when I do the trivia, great. I just have people write it down. And uh, we do uh, we do double every uh, first and third round. I'm actually, like I said, hosting an event tomorrow for uh, a company, and you know the, that's the way we do it. I think multiple choice is kind of just in in general. Just going off on a tangent, uh, and then we'll get right into the cartoon that you picked here on the frosted side. Uh, I I just think it's kind of a lazy way of thinking. You know, it it doesn't really enhance critical thinking skills multiple choice you want people i i do away with it but that's another story for another time but it's good that you do it like that
1: i like it because like i said it's because i get so many disputers because i do get there's you do have teams that are like we come here every night and we want to win that t-shirt like that t-shirt's ours Mm -hmm. and when they say you know it's like you pick c i don't know what you want me to do about it so i think personally it's a break for me to the host just being like hey look i don't need a dispute on how you spelled it
0: well, not to mention the fact that uh, a T-shirt is probably the best prize. Oh yeah, it's better than a gift card.
1: That eighty percent cotton, you know, you gotta get it. So we do three rounds. Ra- so we do three rounds with raffles. So we'll go to question twelve, and I'll get there's. A, I fill out red tickets like a like you're at a carnival. People mm. fill out cards, and I'll I'll get this bucket, and I rummage the bucket. <laughs> I, pull up I can't name. picture you. I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, so I pull out someone's name. I'll be like, John L. And someone will get up and they go to the stable, and they'll pick out a t-shirt or whatever. I pull out a second red ticket. And I'll tell you, some people think they're funny. Because <laughs> they'll draw body parts. I'm like, this is an arm. And like, someone people get up and they're like, yeah, that's me. I drew the arm. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is not someone's name. This is an arm. They're like, yeah, it was me. It was me. I'm like, what? Do you, I, I, I'm still... I haven't even gotten to that. I'm still thinking about
0: you describing this like a carnival. Like, I can't picture you with a straw hat and oh, a striped shirt. Like, really you're going should. to the state fair. <laughs> it's actually,
1: yeah, it's actually part of the uniform. <laughs> they get the straw hat. Yeah, and Step so just, right up Yeah. I just... People, they're like, I'll take six six red <laughs> tickets. I'm like, here you go. I'm like, write your names clearly. Or just draw an arm like that guy did. What the hell? I'm like trying to pick this up. I'm like, this is an arm. This is not someone's name. They're like, no, it's mine. It's mine. I'm like, yeah, who else would do that?
0: Of so, course. Oh, my God. So November 14th. And where are you going to be again? Book and Bar. Book and Bar.
1: Portsmouth, New Hampshire.
0: All right. Do they have a website?
1: They do have a website. They also have a Facebook. Well. Okay. Okay. I
0: passed that the other night i was uh just going to the portsmouth feed company and i don't know if that's open or not
1: um I don't because we've
0: is. worked that room before
1: yeah we did uh also book and bar has another open mic so before what yeah they this have- is a
0: this is a frosted side exclusive that has nothing to do with the format <laughs> <laughs> oh wow all right well i will have to check that out sometime so book and bar it's right Off market street i believe so if you're going into the center of portsmouth you can't miss it book and bar help me help you i can't wait to check you out on the 14th of november i'm gonna be there myself all right so we're gonna get into the podcast subject matter and that is you picked one hell of an episode and i forgot about it now hey arnold was one of the last great Nickelodeon shows. I know everybody talks about SpongeBob, no. It's really Hey Arnold, because it was the last episode that I watched uh, many years ago that got me. It was not the one that you picked, but it was the one where the, uh, the Vietnam father and daughter reunited. I know it's been talked about on several occasions. You picked What's Opera? Arnold (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) yes I did it was so unique um even I can remember first seeing it and I'm like how no cartoon that I've ever seen had that type of genre where these kids go to a field trip and all of a sudden somebody starts daydreaming and it just breaks into them being in the opera I thought that was so unique and it really got me
0: and the thing about hey Arnold is that it wasn't just for entertainment there was a message there and you know they didn't talk down to kids they really talked to kids with dignity because the characters were from what you would consider how everybody kind of grew up you grew up with the the crazy looking kid you had the the one street kid you had the one kid who was kind of a little awkward the kid that would stalk you and really come on strong the girls and some of them even had helga eyebrows
1: <laughs> yeah and uh, very <laughs> unstable putting a full Lately, unstable girls there.
0: Now, and Craig Bartlett, who created the series, uh, you can see the influence in him. You know, he grew up in Seattle, but the series was set in a New York-like setting. And you, you think about all the kids in the neighborhood who grew up in Brooklyn and even cities across the country. There was a community. Maybe your small town is like that, too. I mean, it just reminds everyone that despite our differences and all the ways that matter, we're the same. And What's Opera, Arnold, really makes something that's seemingly uncool and unhip to kids. It's relatable to everyday life. And they picked the opera, operatic Karma or the opera Karma. Yeah. Carmen. Karma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit that out later.
1: Rufus alive way- Magic slingshot? I thought it was spear and a magic helmet.
0: see carmen at the local opera house and the kids they didn't want to be there and they didn't want anything to do with opera because let's face it opera is not cool to someone who's 10 or 11 years old
1: it's so 1600 like you know
0: (laughs) did you become an opera fan after watching that
1: um i didn't start listening to opera but i (laughs) i mean i wouldn't oppose i i did chorus so um maybe i could do i i I knew a little bit of opera but not a lot so I felt like I learned something that I wouldn't have learned by watching Hey Arnold which is something you wouldn't think about watching a cartoon
0: and it's always good where a show can entertain entertain and inform and Arnold was the Hey Arnold was the quintessential SNCC program that aired on Saturday nights. And I, I knew it was going to be a success right away when I saw the previews, blonde kid, football shaped head right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Helga with, with her eyebrow oh my God. And it's just a weird cast of characters. And, but they, they gave the characters dignity. And that's one thing uh, about Nickelodeon in the 90s. The skits were zany. They actually meant something to a kid and in our development at the beginning, there was that episode where the father reunited with his daughter who they were separated in Vietnam and taught me about empathy and how powerful uh, a family DNA unit is when somebody is separated from somebody that they never even know, knew or had a chance to be in a relationship with. That was the episode that I would have picked, but, it's, but you picked a really good one, man. Just pulling it up right now to see when that aired. I believe it aired on November 18th, 1997 on Nickelodeon. That's all right, that's what I do. Uh, I no, no, I mean, you can look it up yourself um no i i can we'll Pulling go back out to that uh, pull out, <laughs> you you actually had sticky notes Oh, my God. Your girlfriend in the other room must be so excited. You came prepared. I did. You came ready to play today.
1: That is Keith Scott. That's what I'm known as, prepared. And oh, know, yeah. Like, yeah. All
0: right. November 14th at the Book and Bar in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. All right. So you want to set the episode up a little bit for people and give people your synopsis of this episode, What's Opera, Arnold? And talking to the mic. <laughs>
1: So yeah, uh, you know from what I really remember is that uh, they go that they're on a school field trip and Like I said, they're not happy to go But obviously a school field trip, you know, you kind of do what the teachers tell you to do and they're watching it And what I can remember is I think it was Arnold they start like daydreaming But when they start daydreaming the opera comes into their daydream I daydream a lot but not many times an opera comes into my head <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) so i just found that so interesting that when they daydream they think of an opera instead of something else
0: i don't know if you watch mtv when you were younger back in the early 2000s beyonce before she became a billionaire and was married to Jay-Z and all that, and Kanye just shouted out her name in appropriate times, she was still in Destiny's Child. And there was a TV movie called Carmen, and it was set to the new millennium. And they broke it down for Generation X millennials who wanted to watch Carmen for the new century. And I, I know Baz Lerman did that with Romeo and Juliet. And you have to appreciate it. And, and that's what kids, I, I think, sometimes miss. And, you know, when I was a teacher, I would try to teach kids about Chopin. And uh, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, uh, ragtime. Uh, what what was his name? Uh, do, 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 do. Scott Joplin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anything with, um, a Rhapsody in Blue, George Gershwin, that was my favorite piece. And, you know, I try to, I try to relate some of these classics to a bunch of five-year-olds. Now, granted, they're five-year-olds, so I get that they're not going to be interested. But some of the kids, the kids who are maybe 10, 11 years old, now your brain starts to develop uh, a rich palette of what, you you want your kids to appreciate and unfortunately not everybody can appreciate gershwin or any type of tin pan alley you know we go back even further like bach and we talk about classical music because there was a lot of that in this episode felt that it introduced kids to uh, a time period that paved the way for what we all appreciate and what we listen to now um centuries ago you know, folk music was classical. Opera was our movies and our TV shows. And people used to bet on this shit. <laughs> I was November 24th, 1997. I was off by six days. Yep. It was written by Dan Pulvermeyer and Steve Suck. So it focused in on Carmen. And I just love the fact that their teacher was so patient in the beginning. Yep. He was putting up with all these kids saying, ah, it's boring, and Helga's, you know, egging on everyone, and...
1: She always does.
0: (laughs) Well, she always does, and yet I have some empathy for her because she goes about things the wrong way, and she obviously likes Arnold, but she doesn't have the social skills or the executive functioning, in my opinion, to really express her true feelings to just a really good kid who happens to have a football-shaped head.
1: (laughs) And just happens to have a shrine of him in our closet, you know?
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> a shrine? I don't know who thought of that. That was very unique. I'm like, yeah, okay.
0: I think it was probably something uh, Craig Bartlett came up with who was yeah. the creator. But, you know, it's probably something from... From his uh, his childhood, the development process of these episodes, it's sometimes overlooked. Maybe not by someone like me who takes these things <laughs> way too seriously. But, you know, the teacher, he's just really cool. He's like, you know what? You, know, you might not like opera right now. You guys might brush it off, but it's relatable yep. to every single drama. And when you guys get older, Carmen is what we all go through each and every day, whether or not we want to admit it or not. People actually want smart people out there who are missing out on something like a Carmen or uh, Dido and Aeneas. And, and I'm not going to go down the, um, the, the light opera society here. Arnold and Helga fell asleep and they both had kind of simultaneous dreams. They're in the play.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they literally saw each other in each other's dreams. You know, it's always been a joke. You go to over and like, oh, I'll sleep in my dreams. Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> in this episode, they brought it to a whole new level.
0: That was bizet. That wrote Carmen yes Yes. and uh, see I learned something too I didn't look that up on Wikipedia at all not at all any other takes
1: I mean no those were just the really big ones I focus on I, I noticed when I watch television shows there's like four like bullet points I'll take and I'll, I'll just really kind of cloud my mind I'll be like wow I'm glad I saw those instead of just watching something like I don't mind mindless entertainment like you know daytime court yeah you know? <laughs> But I also really enjoy my physical
0: uh, Oh, you sound like my mother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm ahead for my age you
0: know. Oh, okay. But, uh, but, but no. Well, I, you couldn't handle Judge Judy.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have an Aunt Judy. And she's that's, okay,
0: that's okay. That's I, okay. I, you know what? <laughs> I couldn't handle Judge Judy either.
1: But, uh, but no, I mean, it just really stood out to me and so did Hey Arnold. I mean, how many episodes, how many characters have literally the head the size of football? You could take a football. Uh, Stewie Griffin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. I wonder who they stole that from.
0: <laughs> Paging Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, right. Craig Barlett checks in the mail. I, um, I like
1: how, what was his best friend? was named Eugene, too, right? Eugene. That's yeah, Eugene right. Eugene was his best friend.
0: Yeah, and Eugene always had just common sense. Now, interesting fact about that episode, Eugene uh, was watching uh, The Advocator, I believe, and thought it was a real person and then went to the set and found out that it wasn't a real person. It was just a character played by an actor. And then Eugene decides to go, bad, and everybody's like,
1: dude, what the fuck? Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. And then,
0: um, <laughs> and then the Advocator comes, and then Eugene falls, trying to save his friend, and then never meet your heroes, but sometimes TV is just fake. The heroes are all out there. Weird characters with a lot of heart. They didn't talk down to you. How
1: does it end? It ends where I'm pretty sure they just, uh, I'm right, they, pretty sure they leave the uh, opera house just Uh, feeling like they experienced something new at least that's how i remember
0: it (laughs) i have a frosted side confession i never saw any of the hey arnold movies so i don't know if arnold and helga ever got together maybe maybe not maybe it's probably for the best they
1: waited till high school i think (laughs) i think in high school they were like you know what we've passed the whole Mm. that whole stage
0: oh that's good that's good. Well, they'll they'll have interesting kids. Yeah,
1: they will say. Yeah, they'll have. I, I, I can kids.
0: just picture those Ancestry and Twenty Three and me. I mean, you have half helmet, half eyebrow. <laughs> oh my god! It's a so loud
1: household. <laughs> oh
0: my god! You know, half the kids are quiet and thoughtful. And the other kids are just just baldies. They, they wear Viking hats. They have yeah.
1: TikTok. They do like they do in an episode. All <laughs>
0: right. Now uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, actually, we're going to get some bowls out, and you picked Honey Nut Cheerios, and that's a Frosted Side exclusive because we've had people pick Cheerios before, but not Honey Nut Cheerios. And, Gotta
1: be unique,
0: you know. And this vegan's going to actually bite the bullet and have some Honey Nut Cheerios for our friend Keith Scott. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's J. David Morrison from the Frosted Side, better known around these parts as Dave M. And the best way to support the podcast that my friend Dave L. and I bring to you is to log on to tpublic.com where you can click on our merch. Just type in the Frosted Side. You can't miss our logo. It's purple and it has a cereal bowl. Now, let me let you in on a little secret. At the time of this recording, I'm not wearing anything. And it's not because I want to be creepy. Well, maybe I do want to be creepy within reason. But rather, my clothes are dirty. And my frosted side tee is already in the hamper. As well as my sweatshirt and my hat. What am I going to wear to trivia tonight? Well, maybe you guys can spoil me to some frosted side gear by logging on to tpublic.com. We'll be back to the frosted side with my friend Keith Scott right after this classic 1993 ad from Honey Nut Cheerios. Sighting at 12 o'clock. Cool. Honey Nut Cheerios. And nobody beats a bee to the taste of nuts and honey. Oh, right here. Great for the taste. Ah. The honey
1: food taste.
0: See you at breakfast, fly boy. Honey sweet part of this complete breakfast. You're right. on my face. Grab that bowl. We're back here on the frosted side. Now, as you guys should know, uh, Keith Scott, who we're here with today, uh, picked Honey Nut Cheerios as his favorite cereal. And, Keith, why did you pick that?
1: Well, you know, I'm really into heart healthy. No.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a fair response.
1: No, I've always enjoyed things like um, that make things not so... You know, healthy, for example, like apple pie. I like apple pie because there's apples in them, mostly because I feel good at Tis
0: the season, yeah. Right.
1: But Honey Nut Cheerios, I, I've always enjoyed them as a kid. I, I grew up, I spent a lot of good time with my grandparents. My grandparents tried to eat healthy. Aww. And, and Cheerios are obviously good for you, but they obviously wouldn't know, you know, they thought we should add, you know, heat over. we should add something spicy and something different. And honey, not, and honey and and honey, is good for you anyway, so it's like a double, yeah. if you have a sore throat or something like that, I think honey not cherry may be a good cure.
0: It's They say it's bee's vomit, but I'm going to dispute that. These <laughs> so guys should know, if you guys have listened from the day that we started recording five years ago, I am a vegan, and technically I'm not supposed to be having honey, but for my friends, I will partake. I don't taste the honey at all. Oh, there it is.
1: <laughs> okay, I got your bowl separate. You know, I oh. extracted all the extra honey from it. Okay, mm-hmm, cool. <laughs> now I didn't know that vegans can't have honey.
0: Well, anything that comes from an animal is considered off-limits.
1: Oh, okay, right on, right on.
0: Even if it is bee vomit, <laughs> but. I just can't eat something that came from a bee because you might get their stinger in
1: there. Yeah, there's a lot of foods I don't think about eating before I eat it. I'm not only good. For example, uh, my girlfriend she likes white bread. I said, how can you? You know, there's bleach in there. How can you eat white bread? Well, there?
0: white bread is is very, very, very nutritious and delicious in spades. And it depends on what bread you're gonna get. There's, there. I'm very picky about the um, the white bread I have. I like Canadian wheat. Yes. I have a confession to make.
1: I always wanted to work at a bread
0: factory as a kid. Yeah. I'm sure there's still time, but dreams change.
1: Oh, you can be any age to work there, man. There are no age limits to work at a bread factory.
0: Oh, I know. (laughs) I would go into the bread aisle, uh, you know, of Damula's Market Basket, and I'd see all the brands. I'm like, that's
1: where I'm going to work.
0: And you know what my teachers in Western Mass said? Dave, that's not a realistic realistic goal.
1: Oh, wow. They didn't think you could do that. Well,
0: they certainly were very awkward when I said I wanted to be, work at a bread factory. <laughs> now that I think of it, maybe I said maybe I want to live at a bread factory.
1: Oh, well, I mean, living there, it'd be nice and soft. You know, there's a lot of soft things around there, so no head injuries. That's a good thing.
0: Because... It, it, yeah, you wake up, it rises in the east and sets in the waist. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I got stung by a bee in the same place twice. Um, one,
1: wow, you did?
0: Same In the eye. Same eye. Oh, wow. Same place. Twice. And then six years later, I ended up getting stung at the same area. And I remember this one. There's a photo of me online in a filter t-shirt, the band filter. And the um, the bee stung me in the eye when I was going to turn off the water spigot outside. My mom said, Dave goes to turn it off. And the bee just went right in. I didn't swat it. It just, it was a hornet. It just went right in my eye. Oh, and man. then, oh my god, I was like Kermit the Frog. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Like flailing my arms and shit. Oh, it was very animated. And I was, my, my that same eye was swollen like this, so you can't see it. Like, mm. But. And
1: they just give me antibiotics for it. I mean, I Benadryl. It. Just I, Benadryl. Just Benadryl. Benadryl. Good old Benadryl.
0: Mmm. One thing we should mention, and I can't believe we um, we haven't mentioned it so far, the Honey Nut Cheerios Bee. It's always in the commercial. Yeah. And he's always... And he's just so innocent. Never gets into any trouble, and he's just always there with the nutritional facts.
1: <laughs>
0: have a cartoon bee show up and ruin your day.
1: It's just the heart healthy. I, I, love, I love how food does that, right? It's so positive you don't want to eat a food that's negative this would be like this could cause you a lot of salt in your blood instead it's like no 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 wait 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 it could cause less salt in your blood <laughs> i and also and i don't know how many people i'm gonna offend but a lot of people like uh, candy oh starting not like candy cereal and i always think how did this become about right like i mean you started off with cereal started out with a guy who wanted with people mental behaviors mm-hmm. right like cereal was an accident and you know, there's no candy involved. It was just plain cereal. And then somebody got bored, and I'm, I can just picture this board meeting where they're like, all right guys, this cereal's not selling, what do we do? And this guy invites his like, cousin, oh, no, yeah, his like cousin's kid who's just running around, and they're like, what would you do? He goes, add candy. And I'm like, well, this is an idiotic idea. No one's gonna have candy with their cereal because it's for breakfast. My parents wouldn't let me have a Hershey's bar with, for cereal, that's for sure. And I'd be like, hey Keith, you know what? It's after trick or treating. Here's your, here's your candy for breakfast, have fun. So I can just picture this like little kid just oh, like add God. candy, add candy. I mean, and what can that, you do? If you fail, you blame it on a kid. Of course. Which you do usually, right? Right. Be <laughs> like, well, guess what, Jesse? That's that's why we don't bring your kid around because they no. bring bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, Jenny's kid ended up uh, worldwide mass-produced candy mm. and cereal. Yes. Well,
0: we um. You no, know, when I was a kid, I used to pick at the marshmallows like most most kids growing up. And one of the things my mom finally stopped doing was buying me the cereal if I was going to pick at the marshmallows, like most parents at the time. And uh, finally, I was home with her one day when my parents divorced, and she was doing double duty as mom's do, and then she. Um, I think it was a, a, a school day, a, a teacher day um, in Westford, Massachusetts at the old Nam Nasset School. And I remember my mom having the Today Show on and it was Willard Scott and he was advertising Grape Nuts. And my mom said, <laughs> "Yeah, you're not going to like it because she happened to have Grape Nuts out there. And she's like, you're not going to like it. I'm like, I
1: want to try it.
0: It's probably my favorite cereal. And a lot of people don't realize this. Is that while I love trying other cereals, especially for this podcast, my comfort is the grape nuts. Yeah. You know, I, I learned to put milk in it years, years later. Uh, soy milk, obviously, coconut milk, and uh, oat milk. I'm pretty
1: sure that's one of the first cereals invented, too. Mm. I'm pretty sure they were like, you know, hey, you know what's good idea process? Is? Well,
0: I think... When I was a kid. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. I would hope so. I did, definitely. Otherwise, you would have been brought up in a cave. Right. Uncivilized.
1: I was underground. You know, in the 50s, they had those bunkers. That's where (laughs) my family lived.
0: No, we're going to need those now if we go to war.
1: (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. Um,
0: No, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You remember the famous scene where Nicholas is in the, um, the Cheerios and uh, Mr. Zelensky, Rick Moran's character, yeah, he's just with the with like he sees the screaming and the kids kind of like you know swimming in the cereal. Like he finds the kids in his cereal, he's about to eat them. I'm like maybe that freaked me out as a kid, and maybe turned me out to pouring milk in my cereal. I I think it, I mean if that that's a that's the best culprit. But I know there's a lot of reasons why kids. My age didn't have milk in their cereal. I thought I was one of the few ones. And apparently, there's a whole plethora out there of kids who just didn't mix the two.
1: I mean, you can't cry over spilled milk. you know, No, that was literally. Figuring, absolutely. I'm um, pretty sure my parents did, so that they did anything they could to prevent from spilled milk. And that was one of them.
0: Ah, mm. uh, well, we've spilled milk in our family a couple of times. <laughs> literally. Oh, got into an argument over that once. Oh, but yeah, you're not my therapist. What are you saying? <laughs> um no I, I mean it I mean it was it, it, it just happened gradually over time, I guess it was probably when I started doing the podcast about five years ago, um when I started trying it because I'm like, screw it, uh, you know I'm very you know it's about texture, you know sometimes sure. if something is soggy, I'm like,, get yeah, away from me but, right, exactly I just think I was the only one. I'm I'm not as different as people think actually. I mean some people really take it to the next level, but some people were just very very picky. Growing up, were you a picky eater? Extremely. Okay.
1: Extremely. And when I went to school, I, I loved trying honey out Cheerios so much. i take a baggie and I just take this I'd get a Ziploc bag and put the cereal in and just have it for lunch.
0: And you just take it the little Cheerios piece by piece. Yep. Uh, see, I we, I was a very a very picky eater um I had uh, either a yogurt or I had yogurt and orange yep. and a Tropicana juice. That's what my mom used to pack for me every single day, because I or or maybe a bagel and you know, with nothing on it because I refuse to eat normal things. Yep. I couldn't have PB and J because I'm allergic to peanut butter and okay. oh my god. Ah, uh, yeah. Enough of. Uh, oh, I mean, we'll do a food allergy show next. I mean, <laughs> I mean. I probably couldn't do Reese's Puffs on this program um, because... Uh, you have a good reason, though. I have a, Well, I have a legitimate reason. I mean, we had somebody else um, who wanted to come on the show, and she wanted to do Reese's Puffs, and I was like, oh, we'll get back to you on that. And I keep trying to explain to her, um, no, I have an EpiPen. Um, I don't want to go into anaphylaxis. <laughs> I've already done that once this year. Oh, my God, it was... Oh, wow. Oh, it was... It was a hell of a summer. I, I had something that had cashew milk in it. Oh, and uh, I didn't realize it. And then uh, started to swell up and I had to go to the ER. I was under observation for about two hours.
1: I can kind of relate to you. I have a latex, a latex allergy. Oh, that, that's very common, yeah. And I'm highly allergic to bananas and yeah. tropical fruits. They are not well with me. And it's not just there. I almost died an entire were shop because tires are made out of latex. Right, I was, yeah. I was inhaling.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> it's as
1: if you were inhaling the peanut butter. That's what I was doing when I'm around tires.
0: Oh my God, no. Did you know this when you worked at, uh, or when you were at the tire workshop? Or did you, was it just kind of?
1: I was just there with my dad. He was just getting his tires changed. And he's like, hey, come on in. Cause you know, you kind of want to see what your parents are doing. And yeah, I started <laughs> turning red like a lobster and heavy breathing and yeah it was really good you really could bad.
0: see the bumps did did they give you benadryl
1: or anything no it was kind of like a walk it off you know i, I grew up in a generation where walk it off was used often
0: <laughs> i guess yeah i mean <laughs> not even my parents would do that i mean really i'm not, I'm not saying that your parents oh, yeah. were right or wrong i mean i'm sure they didn't know what to do but like jesus
1: yeah, it, it was kind of like. A I get, I get
0: you. I, I'm just kidding. I get you. <laughs> you no, know, no, they're you know they're like suck it up. Some of the teachers I went to school uh, I, when I was in elementary school, they're like, suck it up. It's hazelnut. Yeah,
1: you'll
0: be okay. Yeah, you'll it's be okay. okay. You'll you'll just have a hard time breathing, living, functioning, hearing, having all your basic uh, senses. Uh, other than that, um, go to fit period gym. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, climb the rope, do a push up on the on the, do a pull up on the bar. Yeah, yeah, who cares if you're swelled up and you have uh, bumps all over your face and You'll a rash? You'll
1: sweat it out. You will you just... get the bad. You will get the bad toxins out. That's <laughs> <how> <laughs> <the good.
0: laughs> you have uh, and then you have uh, the like the the gym teacher on Beavis and Butthead just with the drip, Mr. Buzz Cut, just screaming at you. Oh,
1: it's interesting how I found out because. Uh, you know a lot of watches they have rubber bands oh yeah and i put this watch on and it, it turned red and my parents would yell at me they said keith you put it on too tight and i'm like no i'm not <laughs> i'm not pulling it on too tight so finally we just did it to one notch to the point where you know all the way notches it wasn't tight at all still turning red
0: oh jeez. So
1: i go to the doctor and we're just kind of bring it up the doctor's like hey why don't you go a couple weeks without wearing the watch and see what happens and it went away and then that's how we found out, like balloons, highly allergic to balloons. Oh,
0: yeah, well, that's, yeah, latex.
1: <laughs> it's 100% latex, so i would be around balloons and start to get the rash, and it's mm. just, you know, you just learn. Mm. You just learn.
0: Yeah, that's not, those aren't balloons, those are condoms.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was in health class, they thought it'd be funny to, like, blow them up, and I got to get excused for one health class. And uh. they blew up the condoms, I got to go hang out in the hallway with all uh, the other kids. Well, that
0: explains why you're so awkward.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because you had an option where... You were
0: sitting there with the, the Amish kid who, who who was excused from sex ed.
1: That's right, yeah, because their parent didn't want to learn about sex when they were younger. So it's kind of like, what are you in here for? Oh, I'm allergic for latex. Your parents are just heavily against sex. That's it.
0: And we're also against electricity. Right. <laughs> okay, English.
1: <laughs> they, they didn't even want laptops in the school. They were just like, hey, uh, you don't feel okay with this.
0: It's the tool of the devil, the latex. <laughs> oh my god keith book and bar yep. november 14th downtown portsmouth new hampshire you can't miss it
1: what time it's gonna be at seven as far as i know
0: seven
1: <laughs> as far as you know got any new material i got some new material um definitely so i don't know about you but it's probably gonna be a lot about trivia is i've had i'm telling you i've been doing stand-up for probably about four or five years yeah as long as a high schooler and i'm telling you i've never been so much heckled there i've been heckled by people by just doing something wrong for example i guess i did the ultimate no-no was i hit the answer button before the question Uh oh. so it started off okay and I noticed I did this wrong. So I have the computer in front of me, and I hit the wrong button. I hit show answer instead of show question first. Uh-oh. So this guy comes over. And goes, hey. So fired. He goes, this guy comes over. and goes, hey, my buddy effed up my phone. What an idiot, right? I'm like, your guy, actually, no, he's not so much an idiot. Actually, I have a phone <laughs> <laughs> And then I get another table comes to me. and go, hey, you know, something's wrong with my phone. It says I answer the question I never did. And I'm getting everybody I'm at the small table. So everybody's hovering around me saying, hey, what's wrong with our phones? I'm like, first of all, nothing's wrong with your phones. I did a computer That's error.
0: That's host error.
1: Right? I like that. was computer error. It was completely on the program. 404,
0: not found.
1: Right? And, and it wasn't... I mean, technically, it was my fault, but I didn't say it was because I didn't want anybody to go against me. And thankfully, it was like, I'm near the next question, so they can't answer it because, you know, they already answered it. So I'm like, well, everybody, you know, good thing that was the last, the last question. I'm like, this one, I won't make sure that it doesn't answer first. <laughs> and then, thankfully, everybody's forgotten about it now. They no longer give me the finger that grows the fastest. Mm. Uh,
0: they actually gave you the
1: finger. They gave me a lot more than the finger. They... <laughs> people, like I said, people take trivia very serious. They really do.
0: Yeah, they do where I work, at the places, the, the, the venues that I do. But Jesus, there are some limits. At least the people I see doing trivia, they walk out and have the, they forget that they're playing. It's something in the background.
1: Yep. I had this lady come up to me, uh, well, today's, the point, uh, last night, this lady came up to me. She goes, hey, just wanted to know you did a good job. So I'm all happy. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. She goes, yeah, we didn't come to your trivia last week. <laughs> like, okay. She goes, yeah, we went to a different trivia.
0: Uh-huh. Is that <laughs> supposed to make you feel better or is it, how are you guys supposed to respond to that?
1: Nicely, you know, it's a job, you know, it's not me just hanging out on a corner. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta be play as I can
0: i oh, like the gang and hey, hey, Arnold, right? Yeah, up. I'd be
1: like the gang and hey, Arnold, just say whatever. So, you know, I just play, say, oh, okay, you know, yeah, she she goes, yeah, it wasn't as fun as yours, and I'm like, okay, thank you. She goes, yeah, so she just wants you to know that like you're getting way better than what you were. So, Ooh. I'm like, okay, good. It was a double handed, it was a double handed compliment, right?
0: Well, you just keep working at it, that's true. I mean, it's it's hard because you're you know. I'm doing a music trivia and, of course, I'm trying to sync things up, you know, between the songs. We're trying to identify songs and sometimes it takes a minute between songs and, you know, you have to be quick on the spot. But if one thing, if one device is not working or not playing properly, oh, I've had that happen to me. It is
1: embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And also, um, this is another thing she Just does. a snafu. Any
0: snafu is embarrassing when you're hosting a live event. It's because then you have to improvise on the spot. I mean, right. it's, I don't care how seasoned you are. You could be playing Radio City Music Hall, and it's still hard to come up with something on the dot. It
1: is. And it's interesting how... Whether
0: you're people, new to the game or not.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting how some people... They, I don't know if complain, but they're kind of unsatisfied when you don't do, uh, like, chatter in between questions. Uh, for example, it's nothing. She, she goes, yeah, well, you remember the old host? I'm like, if I hear the old host one more time, I know how great he was, but, you know. <laughs> just play say the old host one more time. And she, she goes, You're yeah.
0: working some tough crowds there, kid.
1: Oh, they, oh, always. But, yeah, she, she goes, yeah, you know, we noticed you don't do small talk. And I tried <laughs> explaining to her. <laughs> I tried explaining to her. I'm like, well, you gotta remember... You know, if, if there's not that many people there, it's pretty much like I'm talking myself. Mm. Right, if there's like four or five tables and they're just over-talking me, there's really no point of me just doing some small talk, to little jokes. But if I got a full house, then it's a lot easier because if I mispronounce a word, I kind of play off then and kind of make a joke off that. And I think that can continue through the whole night.
0: If you want to be a trivia host, you have to have expertise in yep. all areas. And it. I'm not saying you have to be a comic, but it definitely helps to bring the funny because you're not just making sure that people don't look at their phones, which yeah. is what they do. And when they when they write down their answers, but um, you're also making them laugh a little bit. And some trivia hosts take themselves a little too seriously. I don't know any personally who take their job seriously, but I do assume that they're out there and they probably just read the answers and then they go home and they're like hey welcome we got some prizes <laughs> that ain't me no no i go all in i try to sneak in some of my material
1: right? oh so like, nice that's a perfect perfect place for a comedian because you get to try your jokes
0: oh, yeah, i can't think of anything else well i am so happy that you're doing well and i remember when we both uh were on the come up Uh, eight months earlier, seven months earlier. And uh, it's great to see you again. I haven't seen you in a couple months. And you're looking great. Uh, You're growing back the beard. Uh, Keith Scott, check him out at the Book and Bar, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, 7 p.m. on November 14th. What day is that?
1: It's on a Monday.
0: Oh, Monday night. All right. So your re-entry Monday is all set. Go to work and head up to Portsmouth, or head down to Portsmouth if you're up in Maine. Keith Scott, thank you so much I'm for happy being you. on the thank frosted you. side. Thank you so much for joining us on the frosted side today. And that's it. Woo. All right.